0: You're listening to the Happy People Podcast. I'm your host, Nye Armstrong. Today's guest is my friend, Fatima Aleki. I know I butchered her last name and I do apologize, but I've known her for about eight years. She is somebody I would have classified as bold and, and just outgoing and gets what she wants to do and does it. And I always really admired that. You might know her from her Instagram, Fatima, or her YouTube channel, TimaTube. She is somebody that I've just really found fascinating, even more so because when I met her, I didn't know around that exact time she was diagnosed with MS, but she kept that to herself. And it's only years later that I realized what was happening and what she was going through. And it's just so empowering to know that once she was given this sort of diagnosis, she completely changed her life, her mission. And it's super fascinating and really inspiring. And you probably know her from a lot of, like social activism events and fundraisers especially for the Yemeni cause and she's so fascinating and I'm glad I got to catch her before she got her flight out of Dallas but please sit listen and enjoy and hopefully maybe you can learn and because I honestly didn't know a lot about MS she's it's not something that I've had to deal with in my life or but talking to her you get to see the inside of this very very unknown disease and she's fighting it every step of the way and inshallah just um, make prayers and uh, that they find a cure or a cause but yeah it's just fascinating lady and I hope you really enjoy this episode
1: Testing, testing. spot. We ready? We're going live, baby. All
0: right. All right. Let's go. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You're welcome. Um, We've known each other for a bit, but I haven't seen you in like five years.
1: Yep. Moving all over the place, traveling, doing new things, trying to explore.
0: What's your home base now? Connecticut. It's still Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah. did you grow up in Connecticut? Born and raised. Wow yeah. like around Berlin? Uh, in Waterbury. Your background what you're now just all over the place but you went to school for what again? Psychology. And uh, what did you do after college then? Well I worked for uh, developmental
1: services and uh, children and families so I used to deal with like foster children and autism. It was overwhelming, but still it made me appreciate life even more mm-hmm. and alhamdulillah it gave me more patience, more sabr. And yeah, I did it for two and a half, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And it was it was worth it.
0: How did you parlay that to what you're doing now? Now I am a
1: personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I became a trainer is because um believe it or not, it's going now it's February marks my eighth year anniversary of living with ms so it's it's an autoimmune disease that attacks the central nervous system and um a lot of people don't know exactly what it does it
0: can make you lose like signals from Mm -hmm. the brain to the body so so it would sort of um so it would show up as like like almost like seizures or just like i did i did have a seizure i had a seizure in 2017 Mm
1: -hmm. um well, here's the thing. My first symptom yeah. was my entire right side of the body was paralyzed. And this was eight years ago? Yeah. And, and that I, was the first sign? The first sign, and I ignored it. Wow. I ignored it, and I was like, okay, maybe there's my... This was junior year, fall semester, when I was starting school, and I couldn't even write with my name with a pencil or a pen. Wow. Because of the signals. Like, it, was, it couldn't connect. My brain couldn't connect it to the to my hand, so I used to have someone, a classmate, type everything for me.
0: And for wow,
1: three months. And I went to the doctor. How did I, you like get around, or was was? Well, here is the thing: I went to the uh, walk-in primary care, and I said, you know, this, this, and that. There is something wrong with me. What can I do? Can you help me? She checks me out, and she's like, "Yeah, you you damaged your plexus nerve." So I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I was she was like, "Here is, you know." Here's a prescription. Go to CVS. Check it out. I go. And um what's it called? So I lived like that for three months. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, inshallah, this goes away. I keep giving myself, like, hand, like, massages on my leg, my hand. My hand started curling up to my chest, like, my right arm. Mm-hmm. SubhanAllah, it went away. Probably, like, maybe around January. It was just, you know okay, everything was fine. I'm like, okay, alhamdulillah, the medicine worked. Everything went well. February hits. All of a sudden, I start seeing double vision. Because it was, oh, gotcha. Yeah, it comes back now different. So yeah. sometimes with MS, it can target different parts of your body. Wow. Yeah, so I ended up seeing two of everything side to side. And I was like, okay, what's going on? Um, it, This was like when I was looking straight. I would see two of everything. But if I tilt my head forward, I tuck my chin in, I'll see mm-hmm. one. And that's how I, I would drive. Because people would ask me, how do you drive if you see double? I was like, oh, I just tuck my chin in. Oh my and goodness. I just see
0: wow. one. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that is that what made you go to? I went to the eye doctor. I was like, okay, maybe I need like glasses to make me see straight. Mm-hmm. And she goes and she checks. And she's like, okay, let's see. She does the eye. She tests my face. She moves my head around. She does, like, writing, and then she tells me, okay, you need to go to the MRI. This isn't something with your Your vision. Your your vision. Right. Something in your optic nerve on the left eye. So I was like, okay. She was like, you're going to go tonight. And this was like, I had to go 9.30 p.m. Mm. to the hospital to get my MRI done. I go and I get it done. I'm like, okay, inshallah khair, maybe nothing's going to happen. It's not that serious. Two weeks later, I come back to the appointment at my eye doctor and she's sitting at the desk and she's just like writing and i'm sitting like doo, doo, doo. okay what's hit me with it what what is it and she's like well you have ms that's how she broke it to me
0: <laughs> yeah oh my she god. she looked right at
1: me she was like you have ms i was like um is it cancer am mm-hmm. i gonna die i didn't so, know what it was
0: so you oh right okay. i had
1: no idea what ms was she was like it's uh it's called multiple sclerosis. It's an autoimmune disease that attacks the central nervous system.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She was like, But do me a favor, don't Google it. I was like, What was, please tell me, what was the first thing I did as soon as I got to the car? Yeah, you Googled it. I Googled it. it. But she told me, She was like, You know, it's an autoimmune disease. You can control it. There's medication. It's, you know, you'll be fine. Everything will be all right. Then I was like, Okay. And, the, and as soon as I got to the car, I was like, You know, Alhamdulillah. You know, Allah gave this to me for a reason. Mm hmm. And I just have to fight it. And then I called my mother and I told her about it. And she didn't know what it was. And I explained it. She was like, listen, Allah gave this to you. Because, uh, what is that ayah in the Quran? لا الله إلا وسعها. Allah does not put burden upon a soul more than what they can bear. So this was already written down for you. Mm-hmm. She didn't cry. She didn't do like, you know, oh, oh, my God, my daughter this, this is not. I was like, okay, Alhamdulillah, I get home. You know, it didn't hit me yet. Okay. It didn't hit me. I was going to say,
0: I was like, when is the, when is the fetal position oh, crying? God. Portion? It
1: started hitting me maybe like, I don't know, three days later. Right. Three days later. And subhanAllah, from then, I ended up, depression is real. Yo gosh, yeah. I went through depression. Mm-hmm. I went through depression. I skipped the semester. I didn't want to go to school because of how tired I was because that was like a, another symptom from MS with fatigue, mm-hmm. getting really tired. Everything's cold. Like your body's numb, it's just like tingling, like knife needles you're feeling in your whole body. Mm-hmm. My left hand, since I got diagnosed, it's been numb. I don't feel anything in this hand. Wow. It's like the sensation, like if I touch my face on my right hand, I'll feel like it's my own hand touching me. But if I touch myself, my my hand, my face on the left mm-hmm. hand, I'll feel like someone else is touching my face.
0: Wow, that's really
1: that's it, really strange. It is strange. It yeah. really is, and that's like you know one of those other symptoms that I'm go I. I've gone through another. I have double vision now. I still do. Mm-hmm. But subhanAllah, I only have it when I look to the right or the left. When I look to the right, I see two side to side. When I look to the left, I see two up and down. Which is like, I'd rather see side to side than up and down because I will feel dizzy. Oh right! Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Two eyes up. Two eyes down. <laughs> God, <that's laughs> yeah. Creepy. I know it is creepy, but alhamdulillah, you know. You just get sort of is is just becomes your norm. Then it becomes my norm. Hmm. I'm so used to it. My right hand and my left. I mean, my right leg and my left hand gets numb every night before I go to sleep. Besides medication, what helps you? Um, exercise. Okay, Work, so thus that's what made me changing to yeah personal training. working out. Training people, I have a lot of clients that deal with you know other different types of illnesses, and I tell them like, hey, I have MS. Yeah. If I can do it, you can do it. Yeah.
0: So it, it gives them hope. Wow. Yeah. And you've noticed like a huge change in sort of um, the symptoms going down when you do the exercise and physical activity. I have to listen to myself though. Oh. There's that pride in me where I'm like, I can, con- I'm going to
1: control MS. I'm not going to let MS control me. Sometimes there's parts of me where I'm still in denial. Yeah, And I'm just like, you know what? My doctor tells me. He's like, listen to your body. Mm-hmm. Listen to your body. Stop going. Don't overheat. Because overheating yourself, you're going to collapse. And that's exactly what happened to me when I went to Turkey last September when I went with Islamic Relief. Right. We did this cycling trip. And I was riding the bike 20 miles the first day. and I was, But as soon as I hit 8 mile, my legs started falling off the pedal my left leg remember the, I told you I have a mm-hmm. weak left leg mm-hmm. and one of the brothers passes by and he's like sister are you alright I think you should go back on the bus you'll be fine you need to relax you gotta <laughs> listen to your body and, but your pride I was there. like nope I'm gonna do it and right. it's not me about beating anyone else no it's not you a you wanna finish I wanna finish I was like right. I'm gonna finish this he's like Yo, sister please go back on the bus I was like no no all of a sudden I, he, he sees me my body I froze I collapsed off the bike tipped over fell into the bushes and when I fell I just looked at him I was like I can't even get up my body shut down I couldn't even move anything they had to drag me out wow and then he went back all the way to the bus to call him and bring it you know put me back on the bus and he's like you're gonna go back and I was like no I'm gonna finish he's like you're gonna go back on the bus like he flipped out on me I was like okay okay fine <laughs> all right let me go back on the bus I go back on the bus he he rides off and one thing about my MS I can like hit my leg, like massage it, get it back together in 10 minutes, and I'll go back to normal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As soon as I saw him go away, I was like, I'm going back on that bike. I went back on that bike, and I finished 20 miles that day. I, was, I, don't, I, don't, I, know, like, I don't know know to be proud of you. or like. I was like, "Well, I'm going to finish this. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go, and I'm going to get to the end of the... What did he say when he saw you at the finish oh line? Oh, my God, when I got there, everybody was waiting, and they all started clapping as soon as I got there. And he was like... Oh my god, I told you to stay back on the bus and I was like sorry. He was like, I'm really mad at you. I was like, why? He was like not because you know I'm proud of you that you took you went on the bike. I'm just mad that you arrived five minutes after me. <laughs> he, t- he left before me like ten minutes. Right. And I just like and subhanAllah, that time I was making so much dhikr because it was mm-hmm. hills and going up and down. We went up the hill, down the hill, up the hill. And I was just like, subhanAllah, I was like, Ya Allah, please. I was making so much dhikr. I was like, Ya Allah, please let me get to the end. Mm-hmm. Let me get to the end. And I I just, subhanAllah, I felt like there was this push, you know, mm-hmm. like wind just pushing me to get to the end. And this was in what country? Turkey. Oh,
0: oh, you did. Yeah, 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 the
1: cycling trip in Turkey. Wow. Yeah, subhanAllah, it was... It was great, and I second day I had to listen to myself. I was like, I gotta listen to my body, cause I will fall off that hill. Mm-hmm. And the third day, I fin- okay, first day is up and down. Second day going up the mountain, that one I'll pass. Mm. Third day coming down the mountain, which was scary. Yeah, and then the fourth day was flat surface. Okay. Yeah. So you did all of the rest? I did the rest. So I did three out of four days. I
0: skipped the second day. I was like, I'll pass. You guys can do that. I'll watch you do (laughs) Yeah. What is the diagnosis or the prognosis for the future with MS? What does that future look like for you?
1: It all depends. Like, sometimes... I can't predict, like, how it's going to be because MS is a mystery. Mm. It's a mysterious It's illness. really just sort
0: of like this crazy don't
1: know what lottery
0: that. of symptoms. Exactly. You don't, don't you? know.
1: And I did not expect to have a seizure at work. I had a seizure at work. Hmm. And I remember my eyes, like, it just started looking down to the right corner. And I tried to bring it back up, and it kept dragging back down. I tried to bring it back up, like, three times. And I was telling my coworker, I was like, my mouth started getting heavy. I was like... Oh, I don't feel good. That's how I was talking. All of a sudden, my eyes closed, I collapse, and I wake up, I'm already in the paramedics with needles all over me. Like, I don't remember anything. Hmm. And I was like, what happened? The guy was like, you just had a seizure. I was like, hey, do I win something? (laughs) The way he said it. Yeah. You know? But I was like, all right, can I go back to work? (laughs) He's like, no, you got to stay a week off, and you can't drive. That's what got me mad. Yeah. That got me really mad. So they had to test my blood work and make me put me on medication to see how I'm going to react to it and I was like, "Ya Allah," cuz I work an hour and a half, like almost 2 hours away from my home. Yeah. So taking the train.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and it was just like so overwhelming getting rides and I don't like depending on people. Yeah. I don't I just want to do my own thing. Yeah. And subhanallah, it was just after a week the doctor's like, "You can drive." I was like, "Alhamdulillah." Right. You know, and now I'm on seizure meds.
0: Do you feel like Allah put this burden on you to bring more awareness to it or sort of help other people through it, like with your physical yeah. training and everything? Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, I kept it in for four
1: years. I didn't tell anyone that mm-hmm. I had MS until that w- I think
0: when I knew you I didn't even know that about you at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I didn't I was, didn't want to share it. I was scared. I didn't want people to pity me like, "Oh, haram, she's she's sick. Let's you know be extra nice to her." No. Cuz that I understand when other people have illnesses and like, you know, any disability it bothers us, mm-hmm. you know? Like people feeling bad, feeling sorry. It's, why feel sorry? I see it more as a blessing than a burden. You know? So that's why it's just like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I see it more like a, a blessing than a burden. Mm-hmm. And subhanAllah, it just, it's meant Allah gave this to me for a reason. And I'm very happy to have it. And I'm very happy and proud to share, you know, what God has given me. And I just want to make other people feel that you are not alone, that we're in this together. My Instagram page is called Fit Tima. And Papa, FIT, Tima, FIT underscore Tima. It's more of like a positive page to make people, you know, looking. I don't want to say, like, look up to me, but just see me as a, you know, a, a person that likes to stay positive even with living with a disability.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and I have a lot of sisters, a lot of girls that message me saying, you're living the life that I want to live. I wish I can share to the world that I have this illness i wish that i people can accept me for who i am i'm like share it yeah who cares yeah allah gave this to you you are more blessed than anyone else right now share it to the world i know it's hard because it's the way how people now react to it like a lot of people think that it's oh it's embarrassing to share that you have this illness but it's not
0: it's sometimes like yeah people, people think r-
1: that it it, it
0: would make them less
1: But it really isn't It makes them more Yeah exactly One day you're healthy Tomorrow you're sick mm. I, One day I'm sick I can be healthy tomorrow They may find a cure for MS Yeah So we can't predict What Allah has written down for us Yeah And yeah And subhanAllah I, I, As soon as I announced it to the people that I was like hey guess what I have MS After four years of hiding it I got thousands of e- emails and messages I have this, I have that, I have this. Like, so many people were sharing what they had, whether if it was MS or not. And I'll get people that send me messages like saying, hey, I have a brother or a sister that just got diagnosed with MS. How should they react to it? They're in denial. I'm like, send, them, let me, send me a message. Have them message me, and I'll mm-hmm. talk to them. Sometimes I'll call that person. I'm like, give me your number. I'll give you a call, and I'll talk to you. It's kind of like, you know, they just need s- someone to be there for them, mm-hmm. someone that understands them. Yeah. Because a lot of people, and even with MS, because I go to like social groups, like su- support groups, and they say no one will ever, ever understand MS unless you have it. Yeah. Which is very true.
0: I, c- I can only imagine from what you've said, but I can never put myself in your shoes ever. I it's don't think. like, it's a
1: s- mystery, an illness that's a mystery inside. Like, I may look healthy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I don't feel healthy at times, I'll get tired. I love the vitamin D. I'm, jo- I'm enjoying Dallas right now. <laughs> I still got to go back me. to the East Coast tonight. <laughs> you should move here. Oh, girl. I wa- that's <laughs> one of my future plans. I want to move down south. I want to enjoy the vitamin D because my doctor gives me a pill that's 50,000 milligrams every two weeks. I have to take it. Yeah. Vitamin D because of my vitamin D level is very low. Wow. Yeah. It's that bad. <laughs> wow.
0: I feel like the diagnosis sort of like changed a trajectory in your life to sort of not only to help yourself but to help others Mm -hmm. besides doing the physical therapy i mean uh, personal training how has that sort of shown up in your life and other avenues i've gotten people like different organizations saying you know sister you've been
1: very known to the community if you can help us like you know spread the awareness for the children of yemen especially the yemen is going through a lot right now and i'm from yemen yeah and it's really hard and I said, you know what, all right, I'll do it. I did it for Yemen aid. And I started this campaign, and I was like, you know what, let's raise money to change people's lives for the better. And that was just, this. I started October 15th. October, mm-hmm. yeah, October 15th.
0: Of this, of this past
1: year. This past year. Wow. And I was like, our goal is to hit $10,000, inshallah, by December, mm-hmm. December 31st. And I made so much dua that night to Allah. I was like, ya Allah, please, if you know that this money is going to help save lives, mm-hmm. let this go viral and let this become successful. SubhanAllah, maybe within in two weeks, I hit 200,000.
0: Wow. In two weeks. Wow. Two weeks. <laughs> in
1: two weeks. So, that's so every time the number kept going up, I changed the uh, goal. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, guys. Let's see this. And this is how people who want to do fundraisers should do this strategy because it really works. Mm-hmm. You push people to be like, all right, whoever does the last, you know, we have like maybe $1,000 left. Everyone throw in like 100 or $50, small amount. We can do this. And may lot, Allah lot reward everyone for being that last person to help us out. Well, like, I'll get people that throw, like, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 50, 20, 30. Like, it'll all be all all at once because they'll be like, I want to get that last deed. I want to complete that one. Mm -hmm. And it'll give me more than what I expect. Yeah. Then I'll bump the numbers up. I'll make it go higher and higher and higher. And in 28 days, I hit $500,000. Wow. Half a million dollars in 28 days. Wow. Yeah. That's that's amazing. And in 90 days over a million. And that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a hard hustle. Yeah, in 90 days I hit a, over a million dollars. Wow. I got invited to the state capitol with Chris Murphy. Mhm. Spoke about Yemen and my, you know, my my fundraising campaign trying to save lives. And to be honest with you, I did it because I also did it because, you know, seeing those children of Yemen reminds me of my father, Lai Hamo, he passed away. It's going to be seventeen years, and he told me stories about his life in the past when he was a child. He, his father died. His father died before he was born, mm-hmm. so he was, you know, an orphan, a team, and he grew up very poor. He was like there were days where we couldn't eat, and when I see those children, I see my father. Yeah. So it's. I say to myself, he may have not lived the life. You know, he may have lived poor in his childhood. But I'm trying to make his akhira rich yeah, by raising all this money. With him, hi, with
0: him in mind. Him in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Inshallah. Wow, that's so beautiful. And how are you continuing that after that fundraiser?
1: And I'm still now doing other different organizations. Like, I will get other people to send me messages like, can you help us out? Like, uh, my intention
0: mm-hmm. is
1: to help everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm not into, like, the whole, pl- you know, political... Like, all that stuff, because you already know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going
0: to head, head on out. Do you feel like when you do those types of things, do you feel like you're spreading yourself thin? Or do you feel like you have enough to give to each of those? No, I still want to give more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, never, it's never enough for me. Mm-hmm. Never. You have unlimited, unlimited energy for that. Yeah. Wow. That's
1: just like, you know, my passion. I just want to save lives. Already it's written in the Quran You save one person You save all of mankind And subhanAllah Now with this whole Yemen aid thing It's just It's been Very successful And they've been doing A lot of great work Even in Yemen So Yeah And now I'm starting We're working on this uh, New business Which is called Kamila Hijab K-A-M-I-L-A-H H-I-J-A-B Kamila Hijab That's a website Where we're doing We're trying to um, Sell hijabs for every hijab you purchase, it'll we're going to donate to the people of
0: Yemen. And you have an Indiegogo? A
1: Indiegogo campaign. So if you go on the Indiegogo campaign, if you type in that website, mm-hmm. com, it'll, it'll go and you just put in your email, subscribe. Just throw in your email. All we need is your email on that website,
0: mm-hmm. and we'll update you gotcha. on all the information. Um, what made you come to Dallas?
1: I got invited by and we actually did like a like this work for um Islam by touch where they're trying to raise money to make more Qurans for um for the people who can't see yeah and it's you know working on this documentary really broke my heart too because I spoke with the couple there is a cou- two people like a husband and wife and they can't see and I told them, like, you know, I have double vision. I was blind once in the right eye. So I understand where you're coming from, and inshallah, we'll do our best to make this work for you. And may Allah give you all the patience and the strength to go th- go through whatever you're going through. And I'm, I admire that in them because they're very passionate, and it makes me like, oh, God, you know, I need to
0: step up my game. Mm-hmm. You know? We got... Um, we've got, I think four of the Quran's at our masjid Mm -hmm. and it made, once they showed up, it made such a difference to, it it was very, it it, it was a different reaction from the community than I guess I expected. I expected them to just sort of like, oh, we've got braille, uh, braille Mm Quran's, but, um. When they saw it, they were like, Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. It is. It and is. they had no idea what they were touching. Yeah. But they just love touching it and it makes it's just such a different mentality. It is. And they and they were like, Oh my gosh, if I know anybody, I'll make sure and it's just Yeah. Wow. SubhanAllah. Subhanallah, even when I saw him, they were working on it yesterday
1: in the machine and he was just typing in like a juz
0: They do it all by hand. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. For some reason I thought it was just mass produced. Yeah each each book is done by hand it's it's it's, it's so, so he rewrites well not rewrites oh, it's but it's like in a machine like a small yeah.
1: machine and then he'll type it in on the computer and then it'll go straight to the machine but the machine is too loud so that's why we're trying to oh yeah. gosh gotcha. it'll take them 6 hours to complete one book wow yeah and it's loud they che- they tested out yesterday they showed us I was like, I don't know if I could ever sleep if this is going to be playing in the house, like if they're in the middle of trying to fix this. You know, it's very loud. So, inshallah, this, you know, this will be successful, and we're hoping that people will donate. hmm And trust me, it's going to bring people closer to the dean after seeing this documentary because it's very emotional. Yeah. And you just don't want to take life for granted and appreciate
0: life. Like... Because who knows, tomorrow you might wake up and something Can't something see. that yeah. you've, anything. you've relied on is gone. Exactly. The same
1: thing with me. I, I was blind in my right eye once yeah for three months. <sighs> yeah. It's not easy. It's yeah. no joke. But subhanAllah, you know, even like that Quran is just so beautiful. I Even like when I was touching the Quran, I was just like, subhanAllah, how they can understand
0: mm-hmm. the
1: letter. Because each braille is different language. Mm-hmm. There's Arabic rail, there's Spanish rail. Yeah, there's I never English. it never even occurred to I me. I just found out yesterday. Wow. Subhanallah. Arabic is different, English is different. It's it's
0: it's beautiful. Yeah. That's so amazing. It is. I think I'm going to try to get them on the You should. the podcast. They are
1: amazing people.
0: Wow. Yeah. You said you've sort of dealt with depression and sort of like mental health. What has been your biggest struggle? To overcome,
1: Like fighting through. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking of God. Iman. Faith. There was times like, you know, I'm like ready to give up. But then I thought of myself. I thought about my family. I thought about my father. Like what, my, what would my father think <laughs> today if he was still alive? What would Allah think? You know, think about the Prophet ﷺ. He went through depression when he lost Khadijah. Mm-hmm. And his uncle Which was And he went through that And with every difficulty Comes ease And subhanAllah Allah made him go to You know Jannah To see everything And let him experience You know surah al miraj So there's always a light At the end of the tunnel And hardship doesn't last forever mm-hmm. And that's why I just said to myself You know what Just keep pushing mm-hmm. You know It's really hard Especially with me Losing my father I was very attached to him Mm -hmm. and losing him was one of the hardest things that you know has ever happened to me and subhanAllah Allah tests people in different ways you know and I felt like if I were to lose him now if I was this age I would have gone even crazier Mm -hmm. so really yeah wow I lost him right before I went to high school and from junior, I mean, from middle school to high school were the hardest years for me because, you know, it was the first hijab in school. Got punched in the eye, got my hijab ripped off in the hallways. I got jumped. Boys would send girls to, like, push me against the lockers. They would laugh at me. They would call me a terrorist after the whole 9-11 thing. It was hard. I had it really bad. Yeah, and those bullies ended up trying to be my friends today, and trying to follow me on Instagram. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, get me now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, subhanallah. It's just, I'll get people to apologize. They'll p- apologize to me. I'm like, listen, I'll, I'm still triggered. Yeah, you know, bullying is not nice. It's not nice at all, and I've went through that. And alhamdulillah, you know, this life's a test. No one's ever going to be happy in this life. You, this is a, I mean, you can be happy, but I'm just saying, like, in a way, like, don't think that it's the end of the world if you're going through something because people are getting it worse than you. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh,
0: no, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. When you actually, like, um, you, we get hyper-focused on what's happening with us. Yeah. You just have to expand that bubble, even, like... Within the two, like within a couple people that you know, mm-hmm. and you realize, oh, I actually have it pretty decent, mm-hmm. and I need to get my head out of my. Butt. Anytime
1: I, you know, go through any depression, any drama, I always think about people in, you know,
0: mm-hmm. in Yemen
1: or in Burma or in anywhere like mm-hmm. Palestine or Syria, those who are suffering in the cold. And I'm like, who am I to complain about this? And I'm under, and, you know, I have a roof over my head, yeah. And I'm sitting here crying over something ridiculous. I'm like, get yourself together and appreciate what you're, what you have right now, or else you could have been one of those. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, you know.
0: Thank you so much for oh. for just sort of like sharing with me because I didn't know half of this story, and really? I'm so th- yeah, oh. no, I'm so thankful if you that you don't know then now you know. <laughs> <laughs> You already know. Yeah. Thank well, you for having me. I no, appreciate it. Th- no, I'm so glad. I'll put the, um, if you go on to, you can follow the website. Um, what was it again?
1: Oh, Camila Hijab.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I'll also put that on my website under. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. no, of course. Appreciate no it. Thank you so much. Thank you.